Welcome to the All IVF Ever Wanted podcast with Gareth and Emma. That's me. <laughs> documenting our next and possibly final round of IVF. Um, this process will be keeping me sane and probably driving Gareth a little bit crazy. <laughs> um, so we hope that this does also help you guys as well. So enjoy the episode. Okay, we're back. <laughs> and this one, I actually think this is really important to talk about because it took us a little while to figure this stuff out. So when you we've still not figured it we out. We haven't figured it out, but we might have some things that we could share that might help. Yeah. I mean they help us. Maybe they'll help someone else. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes we're gonna talk about the emotional roller coaster. Now, obviously with trying to conceive and baby loss there is an emotional roller coaster already going on so there's an undercurrent of stress just like running in the background all the time and when you hit starting stims it's we go to crazy town it's like petrol on a fire <laughs> it's like petrol on a fire it is it actually is and i just think it's not to be underestimated and it, if there are things that you can do, right, to kind of smooth the way, which we've learned now, um, and it took us a couple of cycles to figure out how to navigate it. But let's start with, how, like, so I sat down with you, didn't I, last week? And I said, now, we need to get this agreement back in place because we've had like nine months where we've not been doing any IVF treatment mm -hmm. and we're about to. And the crazy button's going to get hit emotionally. Um, so what do we do, Gareth? Because I'm a nightmare. Well, what emotions do you feel like when you're going through, when, you, when you're going through this and you start your stims? I mean, obviously you're anxious, you're short on patience, you're short on aggressive. Patience. You're... Yes. Yeah. All those things. But the thing is, I'm the, I think the issue is, is you're not actually aware of it because you're being pumped to the gills with hormones you're having your ovaries suppressed then you're having them overstimulated, and then you're having a trigger injection which makes you feel like sort of artificially pregnant it's it's a lot mm -hmm. it's a lot if you think about the fact that a body normally produces one egg in a month and what we're actually doing is we're asking the body so i've got eight eggs out i'm asking my body to do eight months worth of work in one month yeah if we can just think about it like that, it is a bit bonkers. Mm -hmm. um, so why we would expect ourselves to be emotionally, you know, regulated and normal in air quotes, because don't believe normal exists anyway, during that time, when you, when you really think about it like that, you can kind of think, well, why would I expect it to be normal? It's so far from normal. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense when you say it. It's just very easy to forget that in the moment, isn't it? Of course it is. And for me, really difficult to have perspective on myself mm -hmm. and how I'm reacting. I definitely know that I stop responding and start reacting. Yeah. 95% of the time. Whereas you and I have both done a lot of work outside of the IVF kind of arena and in our coupleship to learn how to slow down, to learn how to reflect on what's coming in before we react and try and stop and try and respond and you know we both individually and together done a lot of work around that 
And we've, I suppose, learned that there's actually quite a lot of that to be applied in this space because because the parameters are so far from normal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the first cycle or so, I mean, we we fell out. Oh, yeah, we were at each other, weren't we? Oh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, I mean, horrid. I was horrid. Yeah, it, was it wasn't horrid. easy. And if from, from, from my perspective, being a guy, I'm not the one being pumped full of hormones. Mm-hmm. So of course, it's easy for me to forget really what you're doing or what your mm. body's going through. Um, so I expect certain behaviours from you without <laughs> really kind of understanding where you're at, you know. Um, you accept, tell me a bit more about that. You expect certain behaviours. So. Well, I suppose a little bit more patience. Um it's general anger levels and frustration <laughs> levels you know yeah. bubbling away that's not in, as you say in, in kind of your normal your normal realm so would, it, would it be right to say you're you expect a bit more normal yeah exactly than you receive yeah yeah because my body is functioning functioning yeah. in a normal way as yeah. i said so i just kind of forget what you're going through and what you're you know the hormones you're being pumped yeah. pumped with so yeah it was difficult you know um and you know you start finding yourself arguing over the silliest of little things mm-hmm. that are really not important in the grand <laughs> scheme of things but suddenly you know your world's erupting around them <laughs> um time and time again um so yeah it's definitely not easy no um but we've had lots of practice, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. So what are the things that you've come up with? Well, the pre-agreement. So, yeah, what I realized after the second cycle of fertility treatment, because although they weren't IVF cycles at the beginning, they were fully medicated cycles for me. Yeah. They just weren't taking the eggs out of me. They were stimulating me enough to try and produce ovulation, to try and let us, you know, do IUI or natural conception but and you're I'm juggling all of that with your bipolar as well this is true this is true <laughs> difficult to work out what's what sometimes but um what I figured out after the second I think was that I needed to sit down with Gareth and let him in on my world a bit really what that looked like for me when I was going through it and own the fact that I wasn't able to have full perspective on myself when I was in that space because once I'd come out of that space I had time to reflect and I looked back and I thought wow you know that was a bit mad and like completely charged emotionally charged but for no good reason Uh other than it's hormonally charged because Uh take that away there was nothing for us to be falling out about yeah so when I had time to reflect on that, I then said, and we approached going into the third round, I tried to make a note of on what day did I start to really feel it. So rather than just taking all these injections and expecting me to be normal, because I had, so let's face it, actually, I expected me to be normal because yeah. I'm just, it's just a quick injection. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah, especially while it's the, if it's the first yeah. time you're going through it, you wouldn't know any different, right? So I suppose I had similar expectations to you. So mm-hmm. that what that meant was I had no perspective on myself because I wasn't aware of myself. So I suppose I became more observant of my own behaviour and checking in with myself physically, emotionally, and thinking like, where am I at today? And what do you need? Yeah, and what do you what do you not need as well? What's going to raise stress? What's not? And I think what we then did in cycles going forward is I recognized that by day three, 
I was a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. More of a nutcase. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I realised that that's really when things started to wobble for me. And I wasn't able to be rational about things. I wasn't able to access my logical thinking. And I started reacting rather than responding and taking things quite personally, even though they weren't. So my area of tolerance had really reduced. And what I said to Gareth was, I had this conversation with you before we started the round because mm-hmm. I thought these conversations are important to have when you're in a neutral space, mm-hmm. when you're not in the thick of it. That's not the time to be trying to do this. It's hard. Um, but beforehand, I sat down and just sort of had like a pre-emotional agreement for fertility treatments. Yep. So, which we do now. And I raised it with Gareth. I was like, you know, we, we need to sit down and have that conversation soon because we're going to be starting soon. Um, and for us, it looks like from day three onwards, really, is when I'm aware that things get crackers for me. And certainly the three days leading up to retrieval gets super wild. Mm-hmm. My body's throbbing. I can feel everything is just like expanding in me. I feel like my ovaries want to escape my body. <laughs> it's a lot. And... um So we have agreed that Gareth will give me heaps of grace in that space. So this really, I mean, this really does rely on you to be giving me grace because there's not much I can give in this space. Yeah. My capacity is really low. Yeah. um, When I'm in that space. So it's a pre-agreement that, we recognise I'm not going to have much space to be rational or respond and that things that can be left, we leave yep. until afterwards. So, <laughs> so if you're really bad, I make a big, big list <laughs> Yeah, I can come back to. Exactly. So what we've agreed is like, because here's the other thing, I don't think it's fair for all of it to be put down as a scapegoat on IVF, right? Because sometimes people can just be crappy, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can just be crappy, regardless. And me. Well, yeah. But, you know, what I'm saying is when I ask you to give me grace, it's not – that doesn't mean I get – Get out of jail free card. Yeah, for everything. Yeah. Right? So what, what I said to Gareth I feel is really important is that in that time he gives me grace and space and just lets – lets the little stuff go and makes a list of the things that he feels need to be spoken about and worked through, but not we agree not to work through them in that time. Mm-hmm. And we agree that we let the cycle finish, let the hormones come out of my body, and then we sit down with the list and the things that he still feels, no, that was really crappy of you. <laughs> Then we tell enough. Yeah, but no, but we talk through them, right? Yeah. And and we discuss them and we address them. And it doesn't just give a free card for crappy behaviour, but it just gives space that we agree this is going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. Let's just park it all, come back to it at the end when we can both talk about it logically. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no point even trying to work through it in the thick of it. Is no. it? It just results in more arguments and then yeah. more fallout and then yeah more disaster so you would not 
both of us just aren't in a headspace to no. tackle that head on there and then. No. You know? um, so, yeah, that's something we're definitely doing this round. Yeah. Um, and I just have to try and be more consciously aware that you are injecting even though I see you do it on a daily basis you're injecting yourself with hormones it is easy for me to forget that because I'm not doing it myself yeah and uh, I just need to remind myself that you're not going to be in a normal headspace for for the next several weeks you know (laughs) um so I just need to be more consciously aware of that this time around Mm. I mean it's a bit mad isn't it I think it it definitely helped me when I put it into those terms you know when I thought about the fact that we've got eight eggs out and I'm thinking wow normally naturally the body is only designed to put out one so really what we've done here one or two really what we've done here is turn me into a battery hen where we're like right we're going to get as many eggs out as possible so we're asking this body of mine to do four or eight times the amount of work in the same space. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know, for me, that helps me kind of rationalize the fact that actually it is a lot and we need to create space for, for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, sit down, have the chat before you start stims. Um, and what advice would you give to partners, Gareth? partners of the person injecting just hang on in there (laughs) (laughs) things things will the sun will rise again the sun will rise again (laughs) just just patience yeah just patience um and just try and remember why you're doing it you know yeah um any tips for if the partner feels overwhelmed just look after yourself you know for me I like going to the gym mm-hmm. uh, you know and I enjoy my own space from time to time and sometimes I need to you know, pull myself out of you know out of what we might be doing in day to day and you know hit the gym lift some weights go hang out with some friends mm-hmm. um yeah just look after your own emotional well-being because you're both going through this mm-hmm. you know often you know the spotlight's very much on the emotional well-being of of you know the, the woman mm-hmm. but you got to remind you know you have to be aware that, that both both people are going through it as well in in your own different ways yeah you know everyone's open to the you know emotional roller coaster of ivf it's it's not just the, the lady or the woman that's going through it so you have to look after yourself yeah just a quick question because i'm curious so we'll talk about more about getting ready for retrieval and stuff but when on retrieval day so obviously throughout the whole injection process um what what is going through your mind like what are you thinking are you is there anxiety within you is there like where I are you at there's massive amounts of anxiety you know because you, you you're building up to this kind of event and you just hope mm. it goes all right so mm. of course the the two times that we've done ivf before yeah i've been very anxious mm. to see kind of how it's gone how the results been you know have we got good news mm. have we not got good news how mm. is that going to make me feel um so there's lots of anxiety you know because of course ultimately we just want the best outcome yeah and we have to be honest with ourselves that that may not be the case it may not you be know? the case no guarantees huh? so you have to um you know unfortunately that's something we've learned in this journey mm. um so yeah there's there's lots of emotions that go go around in my head um so you know touch wood this this round will be uh we'll get some good luck and when it comes to retrieval day um how are you feeling then and you know like when I go in because obviously I go in I go to sleep so at that point I'm kind of out of it you're still awake right you're awake Mm -hmm. while these things are all going on Mm -hmm. um 
what what are you thinking and feeling then? Because obviously, by the time I come back in, they know how many eggs they've got out. Yeah. But I'm still asleep. Yeah, I suppose my anxiety just builds up throughout the day of retrieval, really. And then when the actual procedures, when the actual you're you're having the procedure, I suppose, yeah, my mind's just wondering, you know, what will it be like? You yeah. know, will we? As I said, will we get good news? Will we get bad news? Um, you're right, I am awake, so I just take myself off for a coffee or, yeah. um, you know, I suppose there's nothing I can do at that point apart yeah. from just kind of hope hope it goes the way we want it to. Yeah. Because um, it's always weird for me because I sort of wake up a bit sort of like bleary-eyed. You're not quite with it, you know. Yeah, but it's probably the same for you in terms of the anxious anxiety before they do the procedure yeah, for you. For sure. It's going to be exactly the same, I yeah. think. Yeah, but then, of course, I do get put to sleep, right? Yeah. And, that, and then there's like a... I suppose a moment, a moment that's sort of, or a few moments that are missed for me because I'm asleep, yeah. and then I just sort of wake up and it's like bleary eyes. And the very next thing I'm aware of is you've got X the amount results. of eggs, but I'm not even really kind of back on the planet properly when you get that news. So it's just, um, I'm just curious to know how it was for you. Um, so yeah, so guys, just don't underestimate the emotional chaos that injecting hormones can bring and have the conversations beforehand um make sure that you know your plans during those couple of weeks that you're doing stims for me going out and being carefree and you know i find very difficult when i'm in that space um because there's so much going on um so yeah, I don't. I, tran- I tend to not plan too much during stims because there's just enough enough going on. Um, so think about what makes. It's different for everyone. So think about what makes you feel safe. What makes you feel comforted? And do those things. You know, during stims, don't force yourself into social situations if you don't want to be in them. Feel, you know, it's absolutely okay to cancel plans and say sorry, we can't commit to that. There's also the unpredictability of when you've suddenly got to go in for a scan or you know so much changes doesn't it during that time it's just everything sort of goes up in the air and it's all quite you have to be ready to be very very flexible um so try not to overcommit yourself to too many plans during that time or if you're going to make plans make sure that the people you're making plans with know that they're tentative might change at any moment plans um and give yourself loads of grace space flexibility yeah yeah thank you so that's it for this week's episode and we will see you in the next one thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and if this podcast is bringing you any value or helping you in any way what would be really Um, lovely and what we would really appreciate is if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review and if you have liked it give us five stars because this is the thing that will help other people find our podcast too and that's how podcasts get seen so um, it would cost nothing in terms of money and just a few seconds of your time but would really mean so much to us so thanks for listening and we'll be back next time